Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Hope Life Podcast, a podcast that allows you to hear the hearts of Hope Church pastors and leaders through real conversations about life, ministry, vision, and goals, or some of the exciting ways that God is working through their specific ministry or congregation. This is a great resource for our church family, and we're so glad that you're taking the time to listen to today's episode. Hopefully, we will all leave today's conversation more inspired to passionately follow Jesus and make Him visible as together we live the hope life. Hey everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Hope Life Podcast. Today is going to be unique. Uh, We've never tried this before, so we have no idea how this is going to turn out. Talk about taking a risk. Uh, We're all sitting around a table right now. There's one microphone in the middle of the table, so if the sound quality sounds a little different, well, now you know why. But what we're going to do is just have this conversation about uh, this marriage retreat, this fall in love marriage retreat that we just experienced and enjoyed. And, uh, you know, there's no relationship in your life more important than your marital relationship outside of your relationship with God. And your marital relationship is so powerful that it has the ability to impact every other relationship in your life, including your relationship with God. And so we believe that this will be an important episode. Each of us share uh, what stood out to us uh, from the marriage retreat, what really stuck in our minds, and uh, what we took away. And so uh, hopefully as we talk about marriage from our perspective as it relates to the marriage conference, uh, you'll be able to uh, relate And uh, hopefully God will even do something in your heart and life and in your marriage uh, through this conversation. But this is a group of pastors sitting around a table. We all love to talk. So if it gets rowdy, uh, you've been warned. So let's just start with Pastor Jesse Young. Uh, Jesse pastors Hope Church Halifax. Jesse, uh, I know you and Tammy were able to come to the marriage retreat and uh, also were able to bring along your daughter and your son-in-law. So... What about the marriage retreat really stood out to you? Uh, well, there's so many things that I heard, the feedback that I got, but what the, I guess the top two things was th- how excited everyone was to see the bigger Hope Church family, uh, to be together for this event where it's not just you know us in Halifax, but we got to meet and see the people in other locations and you know just realize how big we are, how big the Hope Church family is. Um, but then just how how real and open and honest it was and how, you know, that it was able to have real conversations. No one was trying to act, you know, all super spiritual. It was real conversations about real issues that people were able to then take back and have those conversations with each other. You know, when they had the free time, when they uh, had their on their trip home, they had a whole lot to talk about and things that they were we're going to put into practice. So I think those are probably the top two things right off the top of my head that I can think of. Yeah. Did you see um, Robert Flores from Mount Airy actually posted on social media? He said, I had no idea I was a part of such a big family. Yes, I did see that. Yes. That's I, so I didn't cool. even know there was this big family. Yeah. And um, that was just so cool to see that. And post that, and um, it, it is really encouraging when we see the family come together. And there, there's a camaraderie. There's just a natural um, concept of belonging. And, and you know, we didn't force that. I don't think anybody 
uh, predetermined that it would happen like that. But, you know, to see people sitting with people that they don't necessarily attend that specific Hope Church location with, but they're talking and they're laughing, um, that was really, really, uh, that was a good thing. It was, and I heard the comment, I, and this was, this was from somebody who's not young, I'll just put it that way, and they said, I have never experienced anything like this in my life. And they've been in church their whole life. So that, that's real encouraging. That is, is exciting. So Pastor Jason Riddle, pastor of Hope Church Stoneville and Stoneville, North Carolina. Jason, what was, your, what was your big takeaway? As I was thinking about this, um, you know, with the, the retreat and all, two things really stood out in my mind. One, I absolutely loved spending time with the folks from our location. Um, I like getting to getting around people, seeing them as they as they are in their their normal life, and goofing off with folks, going out to eat, sitting around, just talking, was such a blessing to me. But the biggest thing that I really that stood out to me that I really enjoyed was that second night of worship that we did where the entire Hope Church family was singing. It seemed like I was sitting down front, closer to the front, and I just heard all these voices behind me and all the voices in front of me. And it was just such a special time of worship. Even after the fact, man, I was asking folks from our location, how did you guys, did you guys enjoy that singing? I mean, what did you guys think of that? And the folks from our location loved it. I don't know if anybody loved it as much as I did, but man, that was such a great experience for me, sitting there and singing with you all and, and hearing everybody sing and, and, and worship. But those are the two things that I really loved about the retreat. So are you talking about when we were singing How Great Thou Art? Yes, absolutely. Man, that was powerful. Mm -hmm. And then the way it transitioned from How Great Thou Art to How Great Is Our God, um, I couldn't help it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think I need to lift my hands. I, my hands were just in the air. It mm -hmm. was just, and because I, like you, I was hearing all the voices behind me, and it was it was powerful. Yep. Uh, and I even had that thought of, this is the first time I've ever heard the family yeah. sing together, mm -hmm. and it was beautiful. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And then also for husbands and wives to experience that together. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's also a challenge in that because you see other husbands and wives who are more passionate in their praise. And even by seeing other husbands and wives passionately praise the Lord together, that becomes a challenge, right? You know, mm -hmm. we, we need to be more passionate in the way we praise the Lord and the way we sing his praises. And so I think that's really healthy for us to experience moments like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And I think it was healthy for our churches to experience that together. Um, you know, when you when you worship in, in that way and, and you're singing and worshiping with others, I think it really creates a tight bond. And um, yeah. I, I, I just, I loved it. I, it was just such a great time for me. Yeah. So Pastor Craig Samples, serving at Hope Church Mount Airy. Uh, Craig, what did you take away from the marriage retreat? I think one of the biggest things that I took away was the fact that all of our locations saw how real we are as individuals. Um, I know growing up when I looked at my pastor, I looked at him in such a way that was almost not real. Like they never had struggles or anything like that. But the fact that, you know, in, in our roundtable discussion on, on answering questions, 
we just were real with who we are. And I think that our church as a whole needs to know that, you know what, we as pastors get up every morning and put our pants on the same exact way. We have the same exact struggles, the same other things that, that the folks that are attending our locations um, do as well. So I think that was a huge takeaway. And I may have heard some folks speaking to that, that, hey, you know, it's it was refreshing for them to see the fact that we were just us, right. that there was no front or a show that was in front of us. And that's refreshing for my wife and I, Amanda, is that we'd be able to serve with those other guys, um, you other guys, I should say, in that way is that we're just real. That's why I love us so much. Yeah. You know, I think one of the big moments for me, Clint, was you and Tangie. Um, when we were doing that Q&A, I don't know that anybody could have been any more real than Clint and Tangie were. Yeah. And uh, when you guys were responding to the questions, and Clint, you were honest about the fact you have a short fuse, and, yeah. and then Tangie really opened up about hurtful things being said and how it's difficult to get over that. I sat down there with tears in my eyes because, Craig, just like you, it occurred to me no one in this room has ever experienced a pastor and his wife being this real. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'll, I'll even say to that, like what Craig said about, you know, placing your pastor up on a pedestal. I remember the first time years ago when our pastor did something that was human, uh, you know, that anybody would have done. I was thinking, wow, wait a minute. He's supposed to be a pastor. Why did he do that? You know, and. And then realize years later, realizing that you know they're human and they have the same struggles and and everything. And so that was one of the things that God really convicted me about when I got in ministry full time was like being open and honest about you know where we're really at because I think in fact um, we actually got a text from an individual later on that day that just told us how much they appreciated uh, what was said during that panel discussion and how much that really helped them to know that they weren't alone in their struggles that they were facing in their marriages. Wow. Yeah. I think I, it's I think it says a lot about the trust that they that the people have because those questions were honest questions. I mean there wasn't there wasn't anything holding back. It was yeah. real open honest. So the, the trust to ask those questions too was was great. Yeah, I think one of the things that that I was I had a chance to spend some time with Nick and Nikki Carnes after the retreat. And they were just really blown away by how special Hope Church was and how that whole conference had went uh, as a whole is because, um, you know, they had been in church for a long time, too, and hadn't experienced that kind of stuff. And so it just leads to, to really cement the fact that God has given us something really special in Hope Church, um, the whole family as a whole. And that was really special for us. Well, I think, you know, um, I've always been real. And I want to give the people in my life room to be real. And I think we kind of have that culture, even among ourselves. Um, you know, to the Family of Hope Church, you know, we meet every Tuesday, the last Tuesday of the month, I should say. And um, our conversations are so real. And the way we love one another, support one another. Um, I love what my dad said a little while back when he, you know, made the statement how have I been without this through my entire ministry? Um, I think what we have is unique. And I'm glad that, you know, not only did people ask difficult questions, 
But we are able to give difficult, honest answers. I mean, think about it. My wife sat in front of a room full of people and said, I always want to be right. I compete with being right. That's just not something you commonly hear anyone say, much less someone in, in, in leadership and in spiritual leadership. And then, you know, uh, other people opened up. I mean, think about it. We went on a marriage retreat and we found out that when Pastor Jason Riddle and his wife Stephanie are arguing and the argument's not going to have an end, they drop their pants and rub their bare butts together and it makes them laugh so hard they can't keep arguing. <laughs> um, we, we are glad they have Venetian blinds, but, yes. but think about it. That's the level of realness. And Jason, that was actually a cool moment. That, by the way, it was also cool that she looked at you and said, can I tell them? And you knew what she was talking about, didn't you? No, I actually didn't. <laughs> I thought she was going to talk about something else that we do. But, uh, hey, look, there's nothing like a tushy touch. It wakes you up when you feel that cold, bare skin of somebody else pressed against yours. It, hey, it'll end any argument. And, uh, I did not know she was going to say that. The, the, the most... Interesting thing to me was how many people came to me afterwards asking me about that as though they're going to try it in their marriage. And uh, now it was fun. My wife is as open about our life as anybody else is, sometimes a little more open than what I would choose for her to be. But uh, it's awesome. That entire experience was great. Well, that's, just, go ahead, Greg. that's the nature of family, though, right? Is that you should be able to be open with your family, and and that's why it's, it's special. Well, you know, um, you just lost a few cool points because when she said to you, can I tell them, and then she said what she said, I thought, man, Jason is so cool that he just, he knew what she was gonna say and he gave her the freedom <laughs> to say it, and then now, that, that totally has been blown. Yeah, I think he did say, yeah, go ahead and say it. <laughs> yeah, so Daddy, what stood out to you about the marriage retreat? Pastor Craig Edwards. Uh, Y'all just talked about what really stood out to me. <laughs> Jason and Stephanie, but no. I, <laughs> uh, I guess the thing that stood out to me most um, was all of the discussions about forgiveness. And the comment was made that a good marriage consists of two good forgivers. Uh, it involves forgiving each other because everybody makes mistakes, everybody messes up, and sometimes it involves forgiving yourself, and uh, sometimes it involves God's forgiveness, but uh, that stood out uh, to me is just how important forgiveness is. Um, forgiveness is something that we will to do. Uh, we will to do it. And even though we forgive, we can't forget. We can't keep the bird from flying over the nest, uh, but we can keep it from building a nest in our brain. You know, we, we, we don't have to dwell on certain things, and, uh, and uh, we just need to learn how in our marriages to forgive one another. Well, that stood know, out to me. One of the biggest moments for me at the marriage retreat, and I've actually shared it now with multiple people already, 
was when you gave the analogy of not leaving your lights on bright. And uh, that was that was a big, that was a parable moment because it just made perfect sense. And I'd never thought about it like that before. And so I think it'd be helpful if you shared that with the people who are, who are going to be listening to this podcast. We were talking about anger. Yeah. The, a question had, had been raised about couples arguing, especially when they argue in front of their children and how it affected their children. And uh, I've been married 54 years. I think Linda and I have been married longer than anybody at the retreat. Hey, that's longer uh, than I've been born. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, I, I don't like to argue. I, I don't like to quarrel. And I've, I've learned that it takes two to argue. It takes two to quarrel. It takes two to fight. Um, a few weeks ago, um, I met a truck. It was a new truck. It was at night, had those super bright lights. And they had left their lights on bright. Uh, there was a time when I would have brightened my lights too. But then both of us would have been blind. And so I didn't brighten my lights. I left them on dim because I felt like one of us needed to see. And so when there is an argument, uh, dim your lights. Don't, because someone else has turned their lights on bright, that doesn't mean you have to. And uh, if you just dim your lights, that, that stops a lot of arguments. Yeah, when you shared that, I think all of us, I yeah. mean, everybody was looking at each other like, right. wow. Um, if you fight fire with fire, you're just going to have more fire. Yeah, and I think a lot of times that's what happens. And um, I heard a lot of people comment that that stuck with them. Um, I think there's people that will remember that from now on, especially when they start to argue. Or that made a car with their... Lights on bright. <laughs> yeah. I like it when you said at least one of us needs to be able to see. That's right. And you know, when two people are blinded by anger, two people are navigating the journey completely blind. And I think uh, that was just a great analogy. So, Pastor Nate Watts, Hope Church, Tabor City, what stood out to you? I think the uh, culture of transparency across the board was great, man. I, it was just amazing to see um, everybody be themselves and I mean from the laughter uh, uh, worship and and just being together and, and being real I, I mean we've talked about the pastors being real but man it was amazing to see you know some of the folks from our locations come and, and be themselves and ask those hard questions and and they were those were tough questions by the way we didn't have a clue the answers that were coming across to us thanks pastor Brian but anyway um, <laughs> But, you know, we, we didn't have that opportunity to sit there and prepare for those. And, and they had the freedom. And, and, you know, if we allow it, uh, transparency will bring uh, transformation in our lives. And so that's for all of us. And, and I, was, I was so happy to see that. And, you know, I, that was one thing that, that was a takeaway from one of our couples that was able to attend. They said, 
we were in line for this photo booth with this coolest guy and and he told us all these stories and made us laugh the whole time and we weren't even in line for a picture but we couldn't get out of line because he he just had us going telling us stories and making us laugh and come to find out it was craig the great you know pastor dr craig <laughs> edwards and and uh they just were so thrilled that to see that across the board it's just not uh, at their location but there's there's transparency so, so nate you did an amazing job hosting the newlywed game <laughs> <laughs> and uh you are the greatest host out of all of us you did a better job than any of us oh, would have yeah. done Absolutely. and so ginger um, who serves all of our locations and who is an incredibly important part of hope church i think all of us know it wouldn't function like it does without her sure. investment yeah. definitely but um you know we wanted the the newlywed game to be pushed right up to the edge of <laughs> appropriate but really close to inappropriate, so everybody was laughing. And uh, man. So, so I hadn't laughed that hard. I have people who actually said to me after that was over, we've never seen you laugh, and then you laugh that hard. You know, it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And so what was your favorite moment of the newlywed game? My favorite moment by far of the newlywed game was was Pee Wee's Playhouse, man. That was just like <laughs> finding out that um, Pastor Jason Riddle has accomplished so much in his office was just amazing to me. I mean, that is that is marital goals right there. Hashtag goals. <laughs> Pastor Jason Riddle. And so there's another couple that won the game, but man, that was my favorite by far because it just... I don't think I've been able to let that go, and I, I don't know if our relationship will ever be the same. <laughs> well, what's neat is it was said at the front of the game, and you remembered that and brought it back up at the end of the game, and uh, it was hilarious. Yeah, laughter is uh, it's a good medicine. We all need that. And, and, I mean, our churches need that, but, man, our families need it. Yeah. We are yeah. so disconnected and more connected than ever. And just to have a moment to worship together, to laugh together, pray together, and spend time together with with all those lo other locations. Man, it was just amazing. It was a great time. Well, you know, I believe even our laughter can be an act of worship because it's it's laughing in light of God that He's given us the gift of laughter. And you know, we we thank Him for that. We we put everything at His feet and realize He is the source of it. Sure. And we live in submission to him in every way. Um, so, and in acknowledgement of him in every way. So I think that was beautiful. Pastor Clint Connor, pastor of Hope Church Clearview, what stood out to you? So the first thing that stood out to me uh, is I never want to go in Pastor Jason or Pastor Jesse's office uh, without some uh, disinfectant wipes. Uh, <laughs> you had to be there. It was a kind of, but uh, anyway, that was, uh, that was, I, I died laughing that night. I echo what you said. That was probably the funniest thing ever was listening to the newlywed game. And uh, I had so much fun that first night with that. Um, and also the first night, the thing that stood out to me was, was Pastor Nick Carn sharing his story. Um, I resonated so much with that when he talked about his marriage in the early years being, as he described, I think, toxic. And he said, we, we shouldn't still be married. Um, I resonated a lot with that because I could say, you know, my marriage early on was, was probably toxic and we shouldn't still be married. But, you know, um, God's grace and God's mercy 
um, just, you know, worked and abounded in our marriage over the years. And so, like, that was one thing that really stood out. But then the second thing was the panel discussion. Um, like, it's already been said, we had no idea the questions that were going to be asked. When they were read, we were hearing them for the first time. And so you got real, honest answers. And uh, like I said, that individual that reached out to my wife and, and me and texted and, and said how much that really helped them how encouraged they were by our answers and, and things like that. That really, um, that just really stood out to me. I, I loved everyone's honesty and transparency uh, on that panel. Yeah, so I think my big takeaway, I loved Nick Carnes' statement, pride stands in the way of repentance. That the reason we don't often repent to our spouse is because our pride it motivates us to be right above all else. Mm -hmm. And there, there has to be marital repentance if there's going to be marital oneness and unity. Yeah. So um, that really stood out to me. Uh, Chad Gamble, it stood out to me the way that he highlighted that every aspect, every layer of the marital relationship is important. You know, if there's the physical but there's not the spiritual, it's incomplete. If there's the spiritual but there's not the relational, that is incomplete. Um, so I really, really loved that. And then to end with uh, Joe's testimony about how he cared for his wife, that was really a beautiful thing. Uh, and it just reminds us that our marriage relationships, they don't last forever. That, you know, eventually one of our spouses will, uh, will pass away first. And we better love them and care for them while we can. Uh, so I think, you know, those were my my big takeaways, and then uh, my dad, you know, sharing that moment about, you know, dimming your lights, and, um, you know, that's really, that's really important, and so we will, um, we'll wrap the conversation up by going around the table and asking everyone to give at least one bit of marital advice to uh, the family of Hope Church. We're going to reverse the order this time, and we'll start with Pastor Clint. I would say my piece of advice, and I shared this with a, a couple of a few years ago that was just getting ready to get married, is manage your expectations. I think we it's really easy for us to go into marriage with having a set of expectations of, of what we expect of our spouse, and sometimes they can be unrealistic. Um, sometimes they could be realistic, but they're not met. And so I think if you manage your expectations, I, I think that always helps. In fact. Um, I've tried to like sort of do this in my own life. I don't do well with it, but if you expect nothing, then you know you're not dis you're never disappointed. And so, like, if you go in with you know, I guess, not unrealistic expectations, you know, you're more likely to not be disappointed and, and let down and discouraged. And so, I think that's important is to just manage your expectations of your spouse. All right, Nate. Um, I think Nick Carnes said it best night one. He said, "Deal with what the the this." Uh, hurting you and, and causing you issues within your own heart. And a lot of times we're carrying stuff in our own relationships that are, um, that they are, they are defiling us, you know? And so we're causing, you know, we're passing blame off to somebody else for something that they're doing. When in reality, we need a heart check and an attitude check uh, in our own selves. And so I would just say, um, stay in line, have an alignment, uh, a right alignment with God in your own heart. And, um, Pray as David prayed, you know, create in me a clean heart, O God, renew a right spirit within me. 
and um, have that approach to your daily walk with, with your spouse and with God. Amen. Uh, the greatest um, example of the relationship Christ has with his church, according to Ephesians 5, is seen uh, between the love between the husband and the wife. My advice would be for the husband to make the marriage all about his wife and the wife make the marriage all about your husband. And uh, any time that I've, I've seen a marriage uh, gone bad, it's because somebody in the marriage decided to make it all about them. Mm -hmm. And uh, even in the church, when, when uh, we make our relationship with Jesus all about us, uh, we're headed for trouble. And so just make it all about each other. The rewards are out of this world. Amen. Craig? I think one of the things that I would say is that never go to bed and go to sleep angry with one another. Um, practice that on a regular basis. Either agree to disagree and pick it up later on, but love each other as you're going to sleep. Um, in the words of the great theologian Garth Brooks, if tomorrow never comes, um, could be a real reality. Um, and so uh, we try to practice that, but again, just go to bed with love in your heart versus anger. Great advice. Jason? If I can give one piece of advice to, um, to our married couples, it would be if there's an issue or character flaw that your spouse has, don't try to fix that. I've seen marriages where either a wife or a husband, there's something about them that their spouse doesn't like, and they set out to try to fix them, and it causes resentment in the marriage. You're not the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit's job to make us what we ought to be. It's not my job to make my wife what I want her to be. And it's not her job to make me what she wants me to be. My advice would be, let God do what God does. And you concentrate on being what God's called you to be. And love your spouse the way that God loves us. Amen. Great advice. Jesse, I would say to continually, doesn't matter how long you've been married, continually study and learn how to communicate. I think if you are constantly learning and working on how to communicate, any issues that there may be, um, any resentment, bitterness, questions, uh, when you are learning and studying continually how to communicate with one another, uh, you can resolve those and you can talk about those when you're open and honest with your spouse. Um, you know, a lot of times I think, uh, I think it might have been Pastor Craig said about, or somebody said, I don't remember who it was about, you know, harboring stuff within yourself. But when you can be open and honest with that with your spouse and and they they aren't there to judge you, they're not there to run you down or make fun of you, but they're there to hear you and care about you and listen to you and help you, you know, as one, as a team, then it, it, it really helps 
um, all so many different areas if we know how to communicate. And that's not, oh, I read a book 10 years ago or I heard a sermon 10 years ago, but no, I'm continually learning and working on how to communicate with my spouse. Guys, all that's great advice. And uh, family, I hope you uh, took that to heart. That's, that's, there's a lot of wisdom around this table uh, represented in those answers. Uh, guys, several years ago, there's a man who lives not far from here. He's well into his 80s now. His name's Blair. I have a lot of respect for Blair. Um, I care for him and he cares for me. But Blair and his wife grew up at a time when people grew up a lot earlier. And so when they were married, he was 16, she was 15. But it didn't change the fact that they deeply loved one another. And they literally had a storybook marriage. His wife said even after 50 years of marriage that she doesn't think she ever opened her own car door. That Blair was always attentive to her. Even when they were older, you never saw them in public. They weren't holding hands. Um, their adult children said they were embarrassing because they were always flirting. They just deeply loved one another. Eventually, Blair's wife uh, had Alzheimer's. And he cared for her up until the point that he just couldn't anymore. And so he had to put her in a, a care facility. But every morning he would get there as early as they would allow him to arrive. And he would stay as late as they would allow him to stay. Well, one day, one of the nurses said to Blair when he got there really early in the morning to sit with her all day long, why do you keep doing this? She doesn't even know who you are. And Blair responded, but I still know who she is. Mm. Well, uh, eventually she passed away and, and Blair has never remarried or anything like that. He's just such a sweet man. And a little while back, Denise and I were in a restaurant here locally and Blair came in. And he slid into the booth with us, and he said, let me give you some marital advice. When this man says, let me give you some marital advice, and you know his story, it's time to be attentive. He said this, every single day, Brian, you do everything you can do to out-love Denise. No matter what she does for you, you try to do more for her. You exhaust yourself every single day loving her so much so that you have no love energy left for anyone else, that you've exhausted yourself loving her. And then he looked at Denise and he repeated that same thing. And he said, if you will put God first and you will love him most, and then you will love one another with the love that he gives you, you'll never, ever be without a happy marriage. And I believe he was right, that we exhaust ourselves loving our spouse. You know, the Bible even says that we compete to outdo one another, and that's just among the church. What would happen if we approached our marriages like that? No matter how much you love me, no matter how much you give to me, no matter how much you serve me, I'm going to do everything in my power to outdo you and to love you more. And I think that's great advice as well. It's not my own, but it's worth resharing. Well, thanks, guys, for the conversation. It's been great. And uh, Hope Church family, thank you for tuning in to the Hope Life podcast. We need you to do us a big favor, and that is spread the word at your location. Now, earlier today, my dad handed me his phone and asked 
how do I listen to a podcast? So I took the time to show him on the cell phone, the podcast app. We subscribed, and now it's there. So you can be a teacher in your specific location, help other people know how to listen to a podcast. Clint, different phones have different platforms. Why don't you explain that just real quick? So yeah, if you have an Apple uh, device, an iPhone or an iPad, uh, you can go to the podcast app on your iPhone or iPad and or your Mac uh, and subscribe that way by searching for the Hope Life Podcast. You can also, uh, across all devices, you can subscribe on Spotify. And then I believe on uh, Android devices, it's Google Music. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast that way if you have an Android device. Yeah, for those of you who have Android devices, uh, we'll be remembering you in prayer. Uh, on the Apple phone, you'll notice that icon is purple. Uh, so you'll see it. Um, it stands out on the screen. You find that you'll easily be able to subscribe. So help us get the word out about the Hope Life podcast. It's going to keep our family connected. And guys, I think we need to have more conversations like this. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I definitely. It's sure. a lot of fun. And by the way, this was real, just like we were real at the marriage conference. And so Craig Samples, if you were to cut his hands off, he wouldn't be able to talk. So he hit the table a few times. I wish you could have seen all of us cringing when I bumped the table. Um, I think that was patting his foot. Then Clint bumped the table. I think all of us did at some point in time. Jason just slid away about four feet and talked loud. So this was a real conversation with real guys, but uh, I believe it was a great benefit. So thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Hope Life Podcast.